forget about your worries for a while Try and find some things that make you smile Sometimes your egg is cooked just perfectly in your egg cup Sometimes your toast lands butter side up Sometimes your toast lands butter side up This is May Finn. This is Donald Scullion. We always have a lot of bad news on the we radio. Do, we yes. have a lot of bad news on the TV. We read it online. But that doesn't mean that the world is not full of good things and good news. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking to people with great good news stories. <laughs> Maeve is a zoologist, if you don't mind. She also has a master's in conservation. Yes, that is true. Yeah. She's also going for a sainthood because she volunteers with homeless charities and conservation oh, charities. I do. I know. Thanks, thanks what guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, Mr. Donald Scullion, lots of you know him. He's the front man for lots of bands, The Vibes, NI Soul Troop. He's also headlined as a dancer in the Dublin Dance Festival. And if you don't know me, I'm Leonie McDonough or Leonie Pony. If you don't know me, the best thing to do really is to just choose to like me and then this will be a lot better for you all. Yeah. First, it's time for some headlines. Let's hit them with the headlines, man. So Go for Leone, it. if you need an excuse to get away this year, research has shown that regular holidays can help you live longer. Holidays? Yeah, holidays. I'm going to live till about 150 because I don't have a proper <laughs> job. <laughs> Portuguese scientists have found a way to make our clothes smell better when we sweat. Ooh, I need that tonight. Yes. Uh, the mythic feline species known as the cat fox has finally been identified in Corsica. It's like a modern day yeti. Wow. Except it's a cat fox. I know, because you hear, you hear, you hear, uh, you hear about animals. <laughs> you hear about them going extinct, but they've actually found a new one. Which yeah, is, yeah, so it's been like a mystery in the forest. A nurse adopts a man with autism so that he can get a heart transplant. Aww. Yeah, he's 27 and no legal guardian. And now... Now he has a legal guardian so they can go ahead with a transplant. Aww. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, we'll be talking about this one a little bit later on, but a man has broken 129 <sighs> world records in four years. So he is the record breaker of record breakers. Wow. <laughs> New research and trial runs in Japan show that a four-day working week increases productivity by 40%. Yeah. yeah. So anytime now, you're going to have a four-day working week. Oh, be great, Except for it? me, because I don't have a proper <laughs> job. Okay. A woman's pet otters in England have helped save the species from extinction. Oh, wow. She's, she's really cool. She's this actress in England. She's kept otters since the 70s. And she, li- she lives in a water yes. mill. And basically, with her campaigning, she's campaigned for cleaner water, river water in England. And this has helped save the otters in England by giving them cleaner water to live in. And that's our headlines. Yay! So, Leonie, I'm quite interested in this. Uh, David Rush, he has broken 129 world records in just four years. Now, he is planning on breaking more. He's okay. planning on doing things such as... Uh, throwing chopstick at balloons to burst them, wow. to run in a marathon in as many t-shirts as he can. He what is, has he done already? So he's done loads of different stuff. He's done blindfolded juggling. He incorporates a lot of juggling into his act. He has also run the fastest half marathon while skipping in two hours and 13 minutes. And my personal favourite, though I think you could probably easily beat this, okay. is to blow a pee with one breath and he blew it 41 feet. But I... Oh. 
I think well, I think you could do it. Well, luckily enough, because I never leave home without them, I have a pee here, Maeve. <gasps> oh. So you can take a pee. I also have a measuring tape, so let's okay. see what you can do, Maeve. Guys, I think it's time for us to try this. Our audience are going to have to cover their eyes because I will be spitting a pee. Yeah, because this is an audio kind of thing, anyway. These are very nice. Hang on, I'm going to go around here. Is anyone allergic to pee in here? If so, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, Maeve. So okay. this room isn't even 41 feet, but let's see how far we can get it. We're going to break the world record. Can we get a drum roll for Maeve Finn, please? It's a record attempt. Oh. And I'm here. Hang on with my official system. Maeve, oh. you got it a whopping seven and a half feet. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just goes to show how hard that is, isn't it? 41 feet. That is 41 feet. Yay! Yeah. Are we going to get on to our first guest? Yes, we're going to get on to our first guest. She's a 70-year-old grandmother. She lives over in Devon, and it was her New Year's resolution to clean up beaches. She also does have a nickname as well, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. She's called Action Nan. Hello. <laughs> Tell us about your New Year's resolution last year. My New Year's resolution was to clean one beach a week for the whole year wow. to highlight the problems of plastic pollution. And how many beaches have you done? A lot more than the one beach a week, which was 52, because wow. I live near the sea, so I'm beach cleaning all the time. For that period, it was 52 weeks and a few more in between. So impressive. Are you doing it on your own or are you rounding up people to come and do it with you? It just depends. Sometimes uh, we do it with an organised group and invite people along. Sometimes I do it with my grandchildren. And sometimes I do it when I've got a minute to whiz out there on my own. What inspired you to start doing this? I watched a film called A Plastic Ocean. Until I saw that film, I had no idea that every piece of plastic I'd ever consumed on my lifetime was still here on the planet. And I seriously did not know that there was such a problem with plastic in the ocean. And I found it very shocking. In fact, I felt very guilty about what damage I'd done unknowingly that I might be leaving as a legacy for my grandchildren to inherit. Tell us about your anti-straw campaign or your straw-free campaign. As a result of watching the, um, the film, I was really bothered and I actually went home and I thought, I've got to do something about this. I don't know what, but I need to do something. So I did some research and I came across this amazing quote from Lily Tomlin, who's an American actress. And it said, I always thought somebody should do something about that. And then I realized I am somebody. And that was the catalyst that made me realize that any one of us can do something even small things to make a difference. So I started on what I consider to be the most bottom rung of the plastic ladder. Uh, nobody would actually lose any sleep over not having a plastic straw in their drink. True. And I started tackling all the hospitality businesses in Cornwall. Wow. Oh, Pat, you're a legend. You're a legend, Pat. <laughs> Thank you ever so much for talking to us. Thank you very much. Pat yeah, is bye. Action Nan on Facebook and we can follow her there. Yes, Action Nan on Facebook, Pat. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you. So have you heard of the Juliet Club? They're called Juliet Secretaries. They're a bunch of volunteers. They're based in Verona, the famous Romeo and Juliet story. And people send love letters or 
Letters of heartbreak. Yeah. They talk about their love stories and a group of volunteers write back to every single hand letter. write letters and write back and give them advice, give them yes. inspiration. And we have got one now on the We've phone. We've got Giovanna. All the way from Verona. It's Giovanna. Hello. How are you? Fine, fine, thank you. Tell us about what you do. The Juliet Club in Verona is uh, a special place where thousands of letters arrive every year. All letters are addressed to Juliet. Juliet Verona, the Juliet of Shakespeare, of course. The letters to Juliet started many years ago. They say 1936-37, mm-hmm. a man who was in charge to, to keep the um, touristic site of Juliet's grave started to collect and reply some of the letters that mm. people left in the place. So this uh, kind of tradition started with this man, Ettore Solimani, yeah. in, in the late 30s of last century. During the years, some other people tried to, to keep this tradition alive. It's like uh, a task given by the city uh, oh. to reply the, the letters to Juliet. And people from all over the world write letters, handwritten mostly, and they ask Juliet advice or they tell their story, their love stories, and everything about life, love, friendship, every kind of story. And is it true that there are special letter boxes in Verona where you can post your letters? Yes, there are some special boxes, mailboxes at Juliet's house, at Juliet's grave, and some letters also arrive directly to our office, simply addressed to Juliet Verona, and the postman know that uh, they have to bring uh, the letters uh, in so, our office. So if I write a letter so, saying Juliet Verona, Italy, it will get to you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's oh, nice. Cool. That is so cool. Giovanna, it's been brilliant talking to you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much, Giovanna. You're an inspiration. Everyone say bye. Say ciao. 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 Thank you, Giovanna. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, Juliet, Verona, Italy. That's it. I got dumped. What am I going to oh, do no. now, Juliet? <laughs> Leone, I'm feeling much more positive now after so all this all I. this good news. But Feels you know good. what I think we should do? I think we should share some stories from our audience. So I have been passing around the pint of positivity. <laughs> and our audience members have been giving us all their good news. So guys, thank you. We are here together enjoying our evening. It's raining, but we're warm. Drinking beer, etc. in Belfast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there was no name to this, but I like it. I like, I like it. summed it up. Do you know someone who enjoys rain? If rain is fall, it gives them a sense of well-being and happiness. Ooh. It's called a pluviophile. Oh, that's pretty cool. I do quite like the yeah, sound of rainfall. Here's a tasty one. I got the seed out of my tooth. Been working on that since lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite sure who that is. Who is, who is that genius? Oh, Neil Hayes. Do you know? I can actually relate to that. There's, yeah. not, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse. Very satisfying. Who else is inspiring me? I think our next guest is very inspiring as well. Yes, our next guest. You may know him as the lead man of rock band The Answer. Yeah. He is here also to talk about his brilliant working and um, raising awareness for Mencap. Welcome to the stage, our very special guest, Cormac Neeson. Give it up for Cormac Neeson. I'm going to swap. Yeah, 
not, Conrad, come on up here and, and sit All beside right, I'm me. Gonna, I'm gonna, okay, Maeve okay. is going to keep your audience seat warm. All right, okay. Cormac, tell us why you do work for Mencap and what Mencap do. So Mencap is a, a charitable organisation for kids and adults with learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. The reason I got into it was because my son attended the Mencap Centre here in Belfast for a year. My little boy Davok has Down syndrome. What's uh, his name? Davog. Davog, yeah. As in Og, as in young, but Davog, Dav, where's the Dav from? Yeah, so it's 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 actually just it's just a really weird old Irish name. Oh cool. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. Back to Mencap. Yeah, yeah. After Davog left, I was I was trying to work out how to do something to to I suppose give him back a bit, you know. And yeah. there's a song called Broken Wing, which is pretty much just a, a tribute to Davog and it I suppose addresses raising a child with a learning disability as well. I wrote it in Nashville with a with a buddy of mine called Blue Miller. I I was for a second there. I was hoping you were going to say Dolly Parton. <laughs> but it wasn't Dolly Parton. She doesn't answer her phone. Like, oh, she just that's doesn't. What I always found. So Blue Miller, yeah, he's a talented guy, you know. And I would try and turn up every day with an idea of what I wanted to write about. We went out for for lunch after the morning session. Came back and I was thinking, right, I'm ready to go. I've got a great idea. I'm going to hit him with it. Lovely. But on the way up the driveway, there were these giant birds on the roof of his house, and I was like, Blue, there's like five giant birds up there on the roof of your house. And he says, Oh yeah, don't worry, man. They're buzzards. <laughs> and he and he went on to say how there's a family of buzzards live out the back, and uh, Beth, his wife, feeds them and looks after them. Uh, but he ma- happened to mention that there's one in the family that has a broken wing and he's he's like a little bit smaller because he doesn't get the same chance to eat all the amazing food that Beth's feeding him. So Beth takes particular care of this this wee buzzard. Yeah. You know, makes sure that, the, that that this little one gets fed first and everything else and just looks out for it, you know. So uh, just whatever way my, my weird mind worked, I completely forgot what the idea was in the first place that I wanted to write about and and we went down and I sat down and said something you said to me there just struck a chord and I want to write a song that pays tribute to my son and explain that Davog is Down syndrome and Davog was also very premature when he was born 27 weeks so he was in Ooh. hospital for four months and wow. had heart surgery on his first birthday he's come through like an um, enormous amount so I just wanted to write a song that, that did him justice and um and then the song kind of, as, as often as the case, the song really wrote itself. You know, it, it came together very quickly. So the result is a song called Broken Wing. It's not called Me Wee Buzzard, no? No, no. That's that's going to be the follow-up record. We family of buzzards in the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and the good news is that Cormac is going to sing it for us now, accompanied by Donal. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Aren't you going on? Oh, this is what a treat. Broken yes. Wing by right. Cormac Neeson. <laughs> My little boy's got a broken wing Needs a little help with most everything But when he grows up, he'll be a king And won't need to worry at all his mom and me were his family normal to us was never gonna be but tell me was normal anyway if you've got the answer feel free to call he don't need 
fly That's alright, neither do I Perfectly beautiful, beautifully perfect And I wouldn't change a thing But my baby's broken wing I'll carry him if he needs me to Guard him from vultures Won't let them get through Sing him a song to help him sleep and I'll never let him fall He don't need to fly That's alright, neither do I Perfectly beautiful, beautifully perfect And I wouldn't change I think But my baby's broken wing oh, Perfectly beautiful Beautifully perfect And I wouldn't change I think No, I wouldn't change I think But my baby's broken Wing Broken Thank you. Thanks Thank you so much. much. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. We've got one more caller. This is a really cute story. We're going to call Wisconsin because we've one more guy in America to talk to. This guy's called Kurt. I hope I say his name right. Angeli or Angeli. What do you think? A-N-G-E-L-I? Angeli. Angeli. It's Kurt Angeli. So he is the principal at an elementary school in Wisconsin. And a kid, a kid in the school lost their tooth in the yard and was very upset that they couldn't reclaim the cash from the tooth fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, are we speaking to Kurt? Yes, this is. Hello, how are you guys doing today <laughs> over across down. the pond? Kurt, I've told our lovely audience that you're a principal at an elementary school in Wisconsin, but tell us what you did for one particular pupil. <laughs> well, we had one student who had a loose tooth and he went into play gaga ball in our gaga pit what is gaga ball you know what a gaga pit a gaga pit i I suppose the best way to describe it would be it's like a small uh ufc octagon that shrunk down to about two feet high and we let the kids go in and play ball tech wow Um, wow Wow. give it up for wisconsin wow it's all played on the ground so the kids have to touch the ball with their hands they can only you know strike each other below the knee so it's, it's it's actually really really safe but and somewhere during the course of the game it was gone 
So we don't know if it fell out. We don't know if he swallowed it. So a couple of our pairs and all the kids stopped the game and they went on this massive search for the tooth and they couldn't find it. And the kid was very, very concerned. So I happened to be walking outside and one of my pairs came and said to me, could you write him a note? And I said, oh, can I write him a note? <laughs> and I uh, ran back inside and I typed up this uh, this cute little letter put a little bit of my uh, humor and personality into it and and sent it off to him. And uh, basically it was a letter to the tooth fairy saying to please excuse the absence of the tooth and to provide the normal monetary exchange rate. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Kurt, what what is the going rate for a tooth in Wisconsin? Oh, gosh. When I was a kid, it was probably 25 cents. So, But from what I'm hearing now, it's about a dollar because he came back the following Monday. And he said that's what he got under his pillow. So the letter worked. Yeah, uh, it definitely worked. He was very excited. His mother was very excited. So, uh, you know, these are just the little nice things you try to do for a kid to make their day. And and it it just worked out. So I'm very happy about it. Oh, Kurt, you are lovely. Kurt, I was going to ask, at the end of your letter, you did write a subscript to the Tooth Fairy asking for your money paid back from your wisdom teeth in the 1980s. (laughs) Did you get the money back for those? (laughs) You know, I, I guess there must be like a statute of limitations because I've not seen it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm too old. Oh, thank you so much. You've made us all smile. Oh, Thanks, Kurt. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. Thank you. We're going to talk to someone on the phone. His name oh, is yes. Eddie Dooner. He was homeless in Dublin, but has been retrained as a tour guide with a social enterprise called My Streets Ireland, and we are ringing him now. Hello, Hello Eddie. Eddie. How are you? How's Hi. it going, Eddie? It's Leonie and Maeve, and a full audience, and we're all listening to you. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <Leon. laughs> you were You were homeless in Dublin, but now you are a tour guide. Am I right? That's right, yeah. I was homeless for three years in the Phoenix Park. Well, all around Dublin, but I spent a lot of it in the Phoenix Park and Fitzburgh. I was living in a tent. You were living in a tent? And what happened was, see, I was on drugs a while back and I became, I got myself away from drugs and all that. Yeah. And I went to see my GP and it was actually my GP, Austin O'Carroll, put me on to my streets, Ireland, to Austin and my streets, Austin Campbell. So, because I was doing very well and got myself together, like, I went up, I was actually collecting a letter for someone else, and he said it to me, he goes, would you like a job? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course. And I thought I was going to get a job in the surgery or something, I didn't know what you were saying to me. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll take a job. Next of all, I was talking to Austin, and I've been doing it ever since. Tell us where you bring people on your tour. Uh, I bring them around Fisbury, just help talking about my life, how I grew up in the system and childcare and how, how it was for me in life and how it's for my whole life around, even though I didn't have a good life growing up. Oh, so my yeah. message is to everybody that no matter what you go through, no matter what age you are in life, you can always make something of your life, no matter what happens to you in your life. Once you have the positive attitude and you want to change, then you can do it. Oh, Eddie, Aww. yeah. If we want to go on your tour, Eddie, how do you we find you on your tour? You can go through either My Streets Ireland .ie, or you can go through Dublin Hotel or Ryanair. Ryanair? They, they actually they're putting my tour on their website and all. Oh, wow, and wow. then there's Ticketmaster, I think. I think I'm in there somewhere. Wow, what a rock Ticket star. Oh, yeah. There's a few people promoting me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet there is. 
Yeah. We're all gonna go. We'll all be down next week. The whole lot of us. The whole audience. Yeah, go ahead. I'll be there. I'll talk to all you. I'll have you laughing, giggling. <laughs> Give it up for Eddie. Dinner. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you so much for talking to us. Hey, before before we wrap up, there's another story that's. <laughs> You've got some um, audio to go with it, don't Yes, you? I've got a bit of audio to go with this one. So this is our granddad prank. Uh, basically, uh, Shay Bradley of Kilmainic in Dublin. Now, unfortunately, he did die, which, yeah. is, which is <laughs> pretty is... sad. But yeah. he did manage to, to have a prank. He was a massive prankster, and he pranked from beyond the grave or in the grave, I should probably say. Yeah, So as, as his family were standing around his grave, they could hear a knocking noise. This was his <laughs> this is his recording. as well can't you yeah so he pre-recorded this and then gives strict instructions that this was to be played during his or, or out of his coffin so I don't know if I would have found that funny. well his, his family his family like he didn't want to scare the children who were at the funeral so some of his family were on in the joke but they did say that the tears that they were crying actually soon turned to laughter and they said he would have loved the prank and he was such a big character that Aww. they just said he would have loved it and they were like Aww, he was a joker until great. the end so oh, fair play Shay Fair play, Shay. Yeah. Give it up for Better Side Out. Thank you. Yeah. Forget about your worries for a while. Try and find some things that make you smile. Sometimes your egg is cooked just perfectly in your egg cup. Sometimes your toast lands butter side up. Sometimes your toast lands butter side up. 